If a Christian doesn't pray about heaven, that's a remarkable lack. Who ever heard of exiles not thinking about home? Now, I said, that's exactly what the rosary is. We are in a new moment of time and a new moment of space. So we keep saying to our Lord and to the Blessed Mother, I love you, I love you. That's the Holy Rosary. That's the Catholic faith. The whole Catholic faith is in it. Well, I want to welcome you all to another Daily Decade, your rosary on the road. We're on the second glorious mystery today. and We've got a very urgent prayer request. A little boy uh, by the name of Johnny, who is out in Washington State. He's got himself a, um, a pretty bad uh, case of... Uh, well, the, the one disease I'm having, I have a hard time pronouncing, but it's, uh, the other one is, um, is, uh, Gillian Barre, Gillian Bernard. I knew somebody with this. It's a, it's a pretty nasty illness. Um, it, uh, it robs you of your ability to do pretty much everything. And he's, this little boy's having a hard time breathing now, in addition to everything else. Um, he's in a really bad way, and so is his family. They're good Catholics. They've uh, entrusted themselves to the Blessed Mother, which is the best thing anybody can do in any case like this. Uh, but I had someone write in and ask for these prayers, and I, I know that I had other people scheduled this week, but given the severity of the situation, the fact that it's a child, and the urgency of it, because he's currently in hospital, uh, I felt that um, it was best to just move him straight to today, not even to wait until Friday for the prayers for the sick, just um, move him right to today. So we're going to pray for him today. Uh, and, uh, of course, if you have any prayer requests, you know, your prayer request doesn't have to be urgent like this. It doesn't have to be uh, a crisis like this. It can be something simple, and I've had a lot of different kinds of prayers. Uh, feel free to write in. You can drop a line on Telegram. Uh, you can drop me a line on Gab. Uh, I'm on the Fediverse at poa.st. Uh, all three of those, you'll find me at the Daily Decade. Uh, and you can also write into the email address, uh, Daily Decade Requests at proton.me. That's Decade, D-E-C-A-D-E. -E, requests in the plural at proton.m for Michael, E for Elizabeth. And, uh, and I'll be happy to add your prayers to our list here. Uh, and, of course, you know, if you do have an urgent prayer and I'm all backed up in terms of uh, what my schedule looks like, uh, just like the case with little Johnny here, uh, I will move that your, I will move the, uh, the prayer in existence out of the way uh, so that I can make room for the urgent prayer request and I'll just reschedule everything. Uh, moving forward, I'll reorient, I, you know, just, just reorder everything in order of urgency. That's what I try to do. I'm trying to think of anything else that... Uh, oh, yeah, the other ways that you can get in touch with me would be the websites. Uh, PrayTheRosaryEveryday.wordpress.com uh, Americana.org and ExodusAmericanus.com uh, And... Uh, I, 
I've been re, I've been uh, so, sort of um, restricting myself from making comment, but this is what you get for doing a Catholic podcast. I notice my numbers have dropped off completely. No, but right now I've got a uh, a rather low listenership, so I have to check all the websites to make sure the posts are going up. It seems like they are. Uh, but I don't know how many people are actually listening to podcasts. If you're taking Lent seriously, you probably aren't, and God love you for it. So you'll hear this after the fact. But uh, for those that are listening, um, and I've still got well over 100 people on a regular basis there. I just don't have the, uh, you know, the, the 800, 900 numbers that I used to have. Uh, it, I, I hope that these are helpful. The, the whole point of this is just to be helpful. And if I've said something unhelpful that may have driven everybody off... If it's not just Lent, uh, please let me know so I can be more helpful. You know, I, I don't make any money off of this. I don't have no intention of monetizing it ever. Uh, the only thing that I get paid for, I get paid in, is, is prayer, is prayer requests. I get to do those as a penance. God knows I, we, we, have an, we have an understanding, so to speak, that uh, I do all of these prayers as, as acts of penance for my many sins. So... Uh, really the only thing that the drop in listenership is robbing me of is people to whom I can pass along these prayer intentions, many of which are, are really quite serious, and these people need all the prayers they can get. So if there's something I've done that is depriving these good people of all of you, good Christians, so are they all, all honorable men, in the words of the Bard, uh, if there's anything that I've done that's uh, or said that's depriving people of the these prayers, these other audience members who are hearing the prayer intentions and praying with us, uh, please do write in and let me know, because uh, I want to make sure that I have uh, an audience that is uh, that is helping me to complete my penance. Now, having said all of that, and that's a a, a pretty uh, selfish way to open the show when we should be thinking about Lent uh, and we should be, oh look at that a sign nailed to a tree that just says pray, I think I'll take that as a sign, let's pray let's go ahead and get our rosaries out put ourselves in the presence of God today we're reflecting on the second glorious mystery which is Christ's ascension and we're praying for the perfect healing of Johnny and for the support of his family. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, the Maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who by the Holy Ghost was conceived, was born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen.
For an increase in faith, hope, and charity, hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. The second glorious mystery is the ascension into heaven. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, 
as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Hail, Holy Queen, Mother of Mercy, our life, our sweetness, and our hope. To thee do we cry, poor banished children of Eve. To thee do we send up our sighs, mourning and weeping from this veil of tears. Turn then, O gracious Advocate, thine eyes of mercy unto us. And after this, our exile, shew unto us the blessed fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Clement, loving, O sweet Virgin Mary. Pray for us, O Holy Mother of God, that we may be made worthy of the promises of Christ. Let us pray. O God, who didst deign to send thine only begotten Son, who by his life, death, and resurrection didst purchase for us the rewards of eternal life, look with favor on us, that meditating on the sacred mysteries of the Most Holy Rosary of the Blessed Virgin Mary, we may imitate what they contain and obtain what they promise. Through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. Let us pray. O most merciful Mother, whose heart was pierced with a sorrow at the pain thy son's suffering would cause thee when he was but a little child. We humbly and urgently beg thy intercession on behalf of this servant of God, Johnny, and of his entire family, that their suffering may be turned to God's glory, that his healing may be effected in its entirety, and that the will of God and the glory of God may be his and their entire focus and concern, that no matter what worldly outcome may be their share, the, the kingdom may be glorified in them. May their pain be eased, that they may sing with joy to God. Let their strength be increased, that they may do battle with the demons that would tempt them in this time. Let their hope be renewed in the Lord, that they may see at all times He who is with us, even until the consummation of the world, Thy Son, in whose name we pray, Jesus Christ, who livest and reignest with God the Father and the Holy Ghost, one God, world without end. Amen. For all of us in our troubles and trials, St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all evil spirits who prowl about the world seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, have mercy on us. Most sacred heart of Jesus, have mercy on us. Most sacred heart of Jesus, thy kingdom come. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Today, we reflect on the ascension of Christ into heaven. It was a sad day for the apostles, and I suppose that's probably why it fits into the glorious mysteries, because it does shew forth the glory of God, 
but it's not quite a joyful mystery and it's not quite a sorrowful mystery because it was a joyful occasion for the church as a whole and everyone looking back that Christ should ascend and send us the Holy Ghost without which none of us can access heaven but it was a sad day for the apostles and perhaps even for Christ's own mother because he was leaving and he was leaving for good and for all in physical form and as he promises I will be with you always even until the consummation of the world here in Lent it gives us occasion to look to the cross as all time everything in Lent gives us occasion to look to the cross but this gives us occasion to look to the cross specifically as Christ is upon it uttering his last words all of which have in incredible significance it's important to understand that while Christ was fully man and fully God is not was I shouldn't use the past tense present tense is and in is and was fully human and fully man, and fully God and he was afraid of dying and he and his human nature rebelled against the idea of the death on the cross the sacrifice that he was making nevertheless everything that he did from the moment he leaves the garden when they come for him and they say who and he says who whom seek he they say Jesus of Nazareth he says I am he and they all fall down on the ground the whole point being that I'm the only one that you need. You leave the other ones here alone. Nothing that was given to him by his father should be lost. That's in the Gospel of John. Deliberate action. He did not wait merely for them to come to him. He confronted them openly and made it very clear that this was his will, his desire. He knew what was going to happen. He accepted it. He even tries to convert Judas. He gives Judas more than he gives Peter. When Judas comes to him, he speaks to him. He actually gives him the dignity of an admonishment. Thus thou betray the Son of Man with a kiss. When St. Peter denied Christ, Christ didn't even give him that dignity. He just looked at him. Can you imagine what a terrible thing that must have been for St. Peter? But all he needed to convert himself, to, for his heart to be converted, was, was eye contact with our Savior. And he got that. Christ would not dignify Herod with response when he went before him. He only talked to Pilate. His words were chosen deliberately, his actions deliberate and meaningful. And so every word that he spoke on the cross is likewise deliberate and meaningful with the understanding certainly and the knowledge that it would come down to us. And so what are his words on the cross? 
Well, we have seven last words according to the devotion, and this has been a tradition of the church that's been sort of solidified, but you could find all these in Scripture, and perhaps if you're not a Catholic, you might disagree. If you are a Catholic, you might disagree with the order in which they're placed, but uh, Dickens said that the wisdom of our language is found in the idiom, and uh, I think that that could be sort of transferred into a religious setting as well. Call Call it the wisdom of the church here. But in the order that the church prepares it, it is, Father, forgive them, they know not what they do. This day thou shalt be with me in paradise. Woman, behold thy son. Son, behold behold thy mother. He doesn't say son, he just says, behold thy mother. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Except he doesn't say that. He says, Eloi, Eloi, Lama Sabachthani, which is in his native Aramaic tongue, one which would have been understood, certainly, by many of the people there, but not necessarily all, certainly not by the Romans. And perhaps the well-educated elite Pharisees standing by the foot of the cross to make sure that he was dead certainly would have heard the words and maybe they might have understood it as the language of a country bumpkin from the vicinity of Galilee. Interesting that he should have chosen that language and not good Hebrew to speak in. Now the Hebrew is on nailed to the side of the cross. That's that's on. It was written in, in Hebrew, Greek, and Latin with a superscription. Jesus of Nazareth, King of the Jews. And so Hebrew is sanctified in that way. But Christ sanctifies this his mother tongue, his national dialect, so to speak. That which is most the the speech that is most native to him to say those words. The rest of the words are I thirst, it is accomplished, into thy hands, O Father, I commend my spirit. The last thing that he does on the cross is he gives a great cry and he gives up the ghost. Again, deliberate. But let's focus on this on this on this one set of words, on this one saying. He's taking it from the Psalms. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? He says it in his own language, the most human thing to do. You know, it's said that the most common last words of a soldier in battle is one word and his mother. Here dying. He goes back to Galilee in his heart and in his mind, the most human utterance from the cross. And it's an important utterance because we, reflecting on it, and reflecting on Christ and on God and on Lent, will be subject to attack 
from a devil who knows the world that he has twisted and perverted into this hellscape that we all have to live in now. And he will attack us with despair. And he'll say, there is no hope. There's nothing you can do about it. The world has fallen and it's a mess. And even your friends are corrupted. How can you ever hold true to the faith? God has abandoned you. I know I've been tempted with those words, and I'm sure that there's many other people in the audience that have been. And Christ gives us the answer in two ways. First, in the experience that he had with the exact same sentiment, the exact same feeling on the cross. He has denied himself the beatific vision. He knows what it is to be a man alone. Bishop Sheen suggests that uh, it would not be entirely inaccurate to say that at that moment, God became an atheist. That doesn't mean he stopped believing in himself. I don't know that I have ever known an atheist that really didn't believe in God. I've just known plenty that hate him. It's not that God necessarily hated himself either, but he placed himself in the, in the position of one who can grow to hate God, and that's one who feels alone and abandoned and isolated from his God. And so Christ takes on even that element of our humanity when he's crucified on the cross. He saves that part of our humanity too, that frailty, because it's a weakness to sin, just as he takes upon himself all the sins of the world, but he doesn't sin himself, so too here he's taking on himself that sin. That's the example he gives us. The word he gives us in reassurance. So he reassures us by his example, by saying, yes, I know how you feel. I've been there. I've placed myself there. And the other word that he gives us is the word of his ascension. I am with you always, even until the consummation of the world. We can ask, my God, why hast thou forsaken me, knowing that the answer is, I haven't. In our darkness and in our time alone, in our isolation, we understand that the will of God is that we feel those feelings. It's not that God is actually gone. Even in the dark night of the soul, God's not actually gone. After all, what does the psalmist say? But if I descend into hell, thou art there with me. Even deprived of all comforts, of all reassurances, St. John of the Cross talks about this. So of everyone who's experienced the dark night of the soul. God is never gone. But he permits us to feel that way. That we might glorify him. That we might find our strength to stand on our own two feet. 
and say and trust in him we stand up and we walk to him like a, like a, a mother or a father walking a child watching a child walk for the first time you stop holding on to them they fall down on their back end and you, they pick themselves eventually they pick themselves up on their own and walk to you on their own make you feel very upset that you're not holding them but it's, that's the same with us God doesn't hold our hand all the time you know there's a, that, that one I've always regarded it as kind of silly that you know the one one line of feet in the sand and all of that that was when I was carrying you well you never feel alone looking back you feel alone in the moment that's I've never found that to make a whole lot of sense. If I felt like I was walking alone, it was in the moment. It's not looking back on the sand and seeing only one set of footprints. See, you abandoned me there. You know, by the end of it, you all you know that God's always that that God's done these things for you. No, when you're th- when you're thrust into the darkness, that's a feeling that you have because God wants you to have that feeling. He wants to teach you something, and the devil's going to try to tempt you to say that God's abandoned you, that you really are on your own. That it's a wide open universe out there and you're this tiny speck of dust within it. But that's not true. And Christ reassures us at his ascension that it's not true. Either Christ at his ascension is a liar or our emotions, our sentiment, our feeling of abandonment is illegitimate. Plenty of our emotions are illegitimate. To be an emotion is not to grant legitimacy to have a feeling. Quite the opposite, usually. If there's no reason accompanying the feeling, then it is quite illegitimate. I'm sure everyone has said, I don't know why I feel angry. I don't know why I feel sad. Well, if you don't know, then there's one thing that you do know, and that's not a legitimate emotion that knowledge to get it under control. And that's the lesson that we're taught here in Lent, as we're trying to better ourselves, we're trying to do penance, we're trying to overcome the old man within us. To recognize that there are things that we feel, that feel real, that have no basis in legitimacy, reality, or anything that is owed to us by right from our God. And so we can move forward in hope. That's the theological virtue that replaces these feelings, is hope. And hope is the looking forward with confidence and trust in God there's a small hope, there's a small H hope, and that's to say that I, you know, I hope something happens. That's when you're looking at uh, things and you're saying, well, you know, I really want this thing. But true hope, theological hope, is not about what you want. It's about the confidence that you have in the goodness of God. Looking forward down the road, that whatever outcome you face 
is an outcome that God has chosen for your betterment. And it's up to you to accept that God knows how strong you are. And that's what's in the ascension. That's, that's, that's very hopeful. <laughs> and so my prayer is that all of us will have this hope cultivated within us, deep within our hearts, and that we will move through Lent in this hope. And doing so, we will feel the consolation of knowing that He is with us always, even until the consummation of the world. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. The moon is the symbol of Our Lady. The moon is for those in darkness. And I think in a special way for sinners. So that if we but look to her, who is the moon, and derives all light from the sun, they would never fall into an abyss. Now this is the rosary.